How's it going, everybody? So here to do the first Star Wars-related podcast in a long time. Today we're going to be talking about the interview that Ryan Johnson did for Empire. I just watched a video where Star Wars Theory went through the excerpt online. It's not the whole interview, but just an excerpt. And hearing Theory's commentary, seeing what was in the excerpt and everything, I wanted to talk about it. But before we jump into it, I gotta say the obligatory look. I know Star Wars these days, as almost fucking anything, is heated. And I know for a lot of people talking about Star Wars, it's not fun. We all have our own opinions. And I like theory, except I'm on the opposite side of things in theory. But I share the same sentiment of, I don't want to be someone that puts out a narrative where people don't feel welcome. As long as you understand we all have different beliefs and we might disagree with one another, as long as you come into it civilly and not being a bully and being in a, a person of destruction, then you are welcome in around me and in my community and all of that kind of stuff. But, you know, um, I, I don't want to be a person that shuts somebody out because they hold a different view than I. I have a lot of friends that are very very much anti The Last Jedi. I think it's the second best Star Wars movie ever made. Um, so, yeah. So, if you tweet at me, if you message me somewhere else, and you're hateful, I'm not even going to respond to you, I'm just going to block you. But I'm full welcome, I welcome dis- discussion, I welcome debate, I welcome all of that, as long as people are respectful. You can voice your opinion without being a petty little bitch. Period. Alright, so now, that said, let's jump into this. So pretty much Ryan Johnson just says, basically five years later now, he is still really proud of what they did on The Last Jedi. If you want to read the excerpt, you can go find it on Empire. Um... I want to address some of the things that Theory says in in commentary to all of this. And I think this is something that a lot of detractors... And I don't think it's all detractors and all people that don't like The Last Jedi. But I feel it's the... It's the majority. I feel like it's the... The one thing that kind of brings TLJ haters together. And that's this notion that Ryan Johnson doesn't know what he's doing... And all of this different stuff. But before we jump into that, I want to remind everybody of a few things, okay? Just so that we're very clear on the same issue. Remember, one of the things that all Star Wars fans, whether you like the sequel trilogy or not, the one thing that we all been together on is this notion of the reason why this trilogy is so disjointed is because people didn't fucking talk to each other. JJ was left on his own. Ryan was left on his own and Colin Trevorrow was left on his own before JJ took over that project. Nobody was talking to each other. They were left to do their own things. Okay? The one time and you can go find this. You can look it up on Google if you don't believe me. Or on the internet if you don't use Google. If you use something else like Yahoo or something. I don't know. But basically my point is you can find out and go back and look at Ryan Johnson talked about there were a few scenes that he begged JJ to put in his movie 
that J.J. wouldn't. Because he wanted to smooth things over. And he was like, look, I don't want credit for it. This isn't me trying to take over. You don't have to put my name anywhere on the final thing. But for the fans, can you please, you know, put these few scenes in there? And J.J. was like, no. Okay, so Johnson tried to blend things together the best that he could, right? But again, the one thing everybody forgets, you know, everybody has such a hard time with the idea that Luke Sky was a hermit. Newsflash. Knock, knock. Knocking on the door. Newsflash. That was something JJ set up. JJ did that, not Ryan. Do, like... What is the number before the last Jedi? Eight. Okay. 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 So, so, Return of the Jedi, six. What move? What number are we forgetting? There's a seven in there. Oh yeah, Force Awakens. Let me tell you. If you watch Batman v Superman and you see at the end of the movie that Superman is killed, right? I mean, they have the funeral, they have everything for him. And then suddenly in Justice League, in the next movie, Superman is already back. Wouldn't you be kind of pissed off? Wouldn't wouldn't that kind of make you angry? You know? You're like, well, hey, we want, like, he's, but, but, but he, but he died. But, 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 but he's, he's, he's back. But, but how? But we didn't even, we didn't even see. We didn't even see what happened. Wouldn't that kind of make you upset? Wouldn't that kind of make you upset? Alright? Okay. That is kind of the situation. Alright? We have no idea what Luke's life was like between Return of the Jedi and Force Awakens. All we know is that he went and hid himself away. Alright? So, when Ryan Johnson goes to his movie, and his movie is the person that is reintroducing Luke to the world, it's not just as simple as well, just do what we all want to see Luke doing well no, we know from Force Awakens that Luke hid himself away so now, Ryan Johnson as the writer of the fucking script, has to figure out why in the hell would Luke close himself off to the Force That is the lens you need to look at at this. I've said this for years now. If you're going to be angry, be angry at Disney. Be angry at Lucasfilm. Be angry at J.J. Abrams. Don't fucking be angry at Ryan Johnson. And that doesn't mean you have to like the, the what we got any better. But the point is this. He was a person who was continuing a story that was already happening. It wasn't like he was taking a story from scratch. Which is why his trilogy being cancelled makes no fucking sense. Because I, honest to God, know. I know this. 100%. That if Ryan Johnson was able to do his Star Wars trilogy, people would freaking love it. You know why? Because it would be a contained story with one vision. One dude doing it all. Just like Peter Jackson with Lord of the Rings. Just like George Lucas in the original trilogy. It would not be a committee situation. It would be one person's vision. Now, no, that doesn't mean that everybody would, would, would like it, but my, but in terms of, it would be one cohesive thing. 
the reason why Force Awakens and The Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker are so disappointing is because of how disjointed it is. You know? I mean, Force Awakens and Last Jedi work together better, but it's all disjointed. It's all disjointed from one another. You know? But okay, but I digress. Let's go back. But Ryan Johnson had to come up with a reason for Luke to be a hermit. That wasn't something, you know, he he came up with himself like that was the position him as a director it would have been the same if it was christopher nolan or tim burton or steven spielberg or anyone else whoever that middle director was going to be was going to have to pick up the torch where jj abrams's the force awakens left off the end of the force awakens is with luke on octo so you that where is where luke is and sure you can choose to have him go up octo and you can make decisions like that but you still have to deal with why he went to Octo. You still have to make certain decisions like that and figure certain things like that. Like, what would be so serious as a reason for Luke to do what he did? So, yeah. So, there's my response to that. Um... Because that's the thing that so many Last Jedi fans are still upset about. Like, why? Well, why do you have to reinvent reinvent Luke? Why can't you just pick things up where they left off? Is because you're forgetting there's a num- number little seven movie right there. Um, you know, um, and 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 look, different story for sure, but situationally, in terms of real life. The situation was always going to be having to move the forward 30 years later and then fill in the gap later. Because Mark Hamill is the age that he was. Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher were the age that they were. It's not like you can make them younger and go back and, and, and do that. Unless you want to recast, which... No. So, episode 7 was always going to be, you know, 20, 30 years later. Episode, you know, episode 7 was always going to be that. So, I think in terms of situational things, in theory and in broad scale, I could understand where JJ's idea for his story and Ryan and and really all the directors, I could understand how on a broad scale, some of the stuff sounds really good, you know. But I digress. Luke being a hermit and things like that on paper. Yeah, it would worry me. But seeing the full script, seeing the whole story, seeing what Ryan Johnson came up with, I agree. I think it is something to be proud of. I think by and large, and people who don't have their head between their asses, even people that hate The Last Jedi, will say, yeah, out of all three of the sequels, The Last Jedi is the best made sequel movie. Whether it's a movie you love or hate, it is the best made. Period. It's fine if you don't like the movie, but it is absolutely the best made. Because you have a director like Ryan Johnson at the helm. And I'm sorry, but Ryan Johnson and Colin Trevorrow both are better directors than J.J. Abrams. And this is coming from somebody who likes J.J., but he's not nearly as good as a director as Johnson or Trevorrow. 
He's a much better producer. He's a much better showrunner. He's not a great director. He's not bad. There are definitely directors that are worse than him. Like, by all means, I'm not saying J.J. Abrams is a bad director. God, those words will never come out of my mouth. He's a great director. But he's not on the level... It's the difference between, like, Diet Pepsi and Pepsi. It's like, I'm always gonna go for Pepsi. But if you want Diet Pepsi, then hey, have fun. Um... I mean, really, I'm a Coke guy, but Pepsi is what came to mind. So, you know, whatever. Um, but you know you know what I mean? I mean, that is what J.J. Edwards... J.J. makes diet, you know? Whereas people like Christopher Nolan and George Lucas and Ryan Johnson and Andy Muschietti and Denny Villeneuve, these are all directors that make Coke. They don't make diet. They make... They go full in, you know? Um... But, but, you know, I think Johnson approached the situation the best way that he could have. Because he talks about, and I'm paraphrasing because I can't remember everything that he said. But he pretty much said that, look, he had to get to a place, he had to deconstruct and figure out, like, he, he made a Star Wars movie through the lens of a Star Wars fan. Why would Star, Star Wars fans want to see and honestly I think that's the only approach that you could have done it from because look and remember before I say this remember Last Jedi is my second favorite Star Wars movie it goes Empire Strikes Back number one and then number two Last Jedi remember that I fucking love this movie but in terms of the big picture I full heartedly agree with Star Wars Theory is making Luke Skywalker a hermit and having him isolated on this fucking little island, what I would do? Hell no. Hell no. But if that is the situation you are put in, if someone comes to you and says, okay, here's the deal. Luke Skywalker, hermit on an island. Why? Go write the story. All right, you have your parameters. Luke has been isolated away on a planet by himself. And you have to tell the story as to why he made that decision. You can't look me in the face and tell me Johnson didn't run with that with spades. He took that narrative and made it work better than any other storyteller could have. Because I am in full agreement. That, not my first choice. Luke Skywalker is supposed to be one of the best heroic heroes of all time not my first choice you know but here's the thing like what I loved about The Last Jedi just talking about it from a personal experience was it is the story of sometimes life doesn't go the way that you expect sometimes you're not the hero you think you are sometimes you make mistakes and you have to live with that choice. And luckily, at least right now, we live in a world where we don't have superpowers. We don't have the force. We don't have things like that. And imagine being somebody that is viewed as the savior of the world and then you royally fuck up your nephew to the point of becoming a terrorist. How would you wrestle with those feelings? How, what would you do? Yeah, if I'm Luke Skywalker, 
I could see it. There is a version. I don't know that it that it is something that I would do, but I could see it being one of those things where it's like, yeah, certain people, yeah, I would probably hide myself away too. It's like, look, I gotta figure my shit out. Like, maybe it is better if I just leave and let other people deal with shit because I'm fucking shit up, you know? I like I like I don't know like what I loved about the last Jedi is seeing Luke in this place where he's broken down and because again you know I've talked about this before but for those of you that are new this movie came out right after losing one of my testicles to cancer and you know my dealing with testicular cancer and and going through that earlier that earlier in the year because my whole situation happened in like March by the time the movie came around in December, I was such in a state of despair. Like, you know, am I still going to be able to have kids one day? You know, like, what is my life going to be like? And just being a dude that has one less ball, you know, like, like it messed with me emotionally and in and, 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 and ways that I don't even know how to begin to explain. So having this movie come out where it's like, yeah, life might not go the way you think, but it doesn't mean by the end of it, you learn you don't have to be that hermit. You can choose to be the hero. You can choose to do the right thing. You can choose to move on with your life and be the hero that everybody knows that you are. And it was a really uplifting character exploration for me. By the end of the movie, I was sitting in my seat, in my hoodie, just sobbing my eyes out, just sobbing. It's one of the few times that I actually sat through the entire credits because I wanted to honor every single person that worked on this movie it moved me to that kind of level so I have an emotional attachment to the movie that probably a lot of people don't you know and so I, as much as I can I try to put that to the side you know and I feel like I do a pretty good job of that but so that's a bigger reason why I have Last Jedi at number 2 I still think it is one of the best Star Wars movies that we've gotten in years, you know? But that is a huge reason why Last Jedi is my second favorite one. Like, I can't... I will never forget what this movie did for me. And I will always be eternally grateful to Ryan Johnson and everyone involved with it. And it's also the last time we got to see Carrie Fisher. Like, like or hate Leia Poppins, I I just... Goosebumps, man. Like, goosebumps. You know? So, I think people are way too hard on this movie. Like, if you're going to be this hard on The Last Jedi, I want to see you equally be as hard on Rise of Skywalker and The Force Awakens. Because I can poke just as many holes, if not more, in Force Awakens and the and Rise of Skywalker than I, than I can on Last Jedi. Easily double. Easily. But nobody wants to talk about that because it's it's not popular to do that. It's popular and it's fun to to poke fun at the last Jedi. And I'm sick and tired of that that way of thinking. And again, if you if like, this is not me making fun of anyone that has an opposite opinion of it. Because look, things hit people differently, which is why I just said I don't expect everyone to have the emotional bond to the to the last Jedi that I do. I totally get it. 
But but I agree with Johnson. Looking at it from his perspective and, and seeing what he said, I absolutely think it should be something he should be proud of. You know? Um, Ryan Johnson does not have a bad film under his belt. When you talk about Brick, Looper, The Last Jedi, Knives Out, The Brothers Bloom. I mean, I haven't seen The Brothers Bloom, but I'm going to assume it's just as good as the others. He doesn't have a bad movie under his belt. You know? Yes, are there movies that I like more than others? Like, absolutely. Knives Out is my favorite movie of Ryan Johnson's. I even like Looper better than The Last Jedi. And Star Wars is my favorite franchise of all time. But I will choose Looper and um, and Knives Out any day over The Last Jedi. You know? Then I would probably put The Last Jedi at third. You know? And then Brick. And who knows where Brothers Bloom will be by the time I see it, you know? But that's kind of how I would rank his movies for me, you know? So The Last Jedi isn't even my favorite Ryan Johnson thing, you know? But I agree with him. He should be proud of what he did. You know? And it sucks that Disney and Lucasfilm put him and Ryan Johnson and Trevorrow in the situation they did. It should have been a story group situation from the beginning where everybody was on the same page. And the fact that it wasn't shows how blind Disney and Lucasfilm was to the situation. Um, But those are my thoughts. Those are my thoughts. Um, Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I think everybody understands all the things that I'm trying to say and I don't want to just keep talking for talking's sake. So I will end this here. Thank you for listening and hearing me rant. Um, but uh, those are my thoughts. What are yours? Feel free to message me on Twitter, Instagram, um, YouTube. Um, yeah, and I will see you guys later. Peace out.